That's the key thing when we think of what is the industrial metaverse, it's data holistically. Bringing all that data together gives you this true holistic picture that we've never really been able to see before. Technology is transforming how we think, how we lead, and how we win. From InterVision, this is Status Go, the show helping IT leaders move beyond the status quo, master their craft, and propel their IT vision. Welcome to Status Go. This is your host, Jeff Tun. As we journey throughout 2023, we are going to explore technology trends, trends that you, our listeners, should keep an eye on. If there's one thing I've learned in my career, it's that the future is closer than you think. Nowhere is this more obvious than in today's topic. The metaverse has been identified by top research firms like Gartner and Infotech as one of the top trends of 2023. But what is the metaverse? Is it more than futuristic science fiction? Is anyone using the metaverse for business solutions? We will answer those questions and more as we sit down with today's guest. George Matos is the Senior Product Manager for NVIDIA. Yes, the GPU chip company NVIDIA is a world leader in AI and the metaverse. So welcome to Status Go, George. Thanks, Jeff. As we dive into this, would you mind sharing with our listeners a little bit about your background, your journey? What brings you to where you are today with NVIDIA and uh, immersed in the metaverse, so to speak? Sure. Yeah. So I uh, actually come from the architecture background. So I spent 20 years uh, at various architecture firms uh, in the construction industry. And so my, my role here is to kind of follow that suit in a way. So I look after the, as we call it, the AECO side of the industry. So architecture, mm -hmm. engineering, construction, and operations side. And so how can Omniverse help that side of it? And uh, we talk to many customers and partners to kind of help build out, you know, what is the, uh, the, the metaverse, as people say, going forward. Yeah. Well, that makes a lot of sense based on our pre-call yesterday and the and how we were able to dive into kind of that uh, construction side of, of that, which we'll, we'll get to here in a minute. Uh, for, for our listeners who may only have a, a, a passing understanding of metaverse, uh, could you define metaverse in general? And then we'll get into how NVIDIA is defining uh, metaverse and the omniverse, as you mentioned. Yeah, sure. So so simply kind of the metaverse is it's the next evolution of the Internet, right? When we think of kind of the Internet today, it's it's two dimensional, right? We look at it on a, on a flat screen where the metaverse is meant to be immersive, right? Going forward and, and things will be connected and allow you to look at those things that way. And so when when NVIDIA started doing this, uh, I assume it's been in the works for a long time, the way that these cycles go. Talk to us about your uh, reimagination of the metaverse and what is resulting in what you're calling the omniverse. Sure. Yeah. So um, I'll kind of start off with what is omniverse because that'll be maybe the, the best piece. So, so the underlying piece of, of omniverse is something we call um, universal scene description. So that, that's not by us. That's by uh, Pixar. It's an open source standard, but that's the underlying foundation, okay? 
And then Omniverse kind of sits on top of this, and it's a simulation and collaboration kind of computing platform for building and operating metaverse applications, if you will, right? And metaverse applications are already here because it's you're you're tying in how do I do something today, right? If I'm a product designer, an architect, or an engineer, I leverage that data, but now I want to take that data and actually look at it, you know, in this this metaverse, right? Or a way we like to call it is the industrial metaverse. Right, um, in, in that regard, and and to 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 kind of pitch back a little bit to USD, so people realize how broad USD is. Anybody that has an iOS device, all your little emojis on an iOS mm-hmm. device, those are actually a, a flavor of USD. Hmm. One of the things that we we talked about yesterday is the way that I- Nvidia has created the Omniverse, and it was it was. Kind of, and I don't know that you use this phrase specifically, but it's meeting people where they're where they are. Um, I think you described it as view as you are comfortable viewing. Could you explain yes. that a little bit to our listeners? Yeah. So kind of we go back to you know where we say it's it, the metaverse is the next evolution of the internet. That's that's kind of what it states, right? So we think of of USD as as kind of the new version of HTML. For, for 3D pieces, right? And to that degree, it means that you are connected, right? And our platform mm-hmm. allows you to be connected. So in that regard as to how you wanna view the metaverse is, is a key to that, right? So the, our platform allows you to pixel stream this data. So when we think of you know being immersed, that, that means different things to different people, right? Immersed could be me looking at it on my monitor, right, or my laptop. Immerse could also be me looking at it on a tablet or a phone and I'm, I'm doing augmented reality, right? So I'm in the physical space and seeing what I can bring into that physical space or envision what the completed space will look like. And then you have another version, which is fully immersive, right? As we know, VR, right? And you, you look at it wholly immersed. Um, and not, you know, not everybody's into VR. And I think that's the key thing to look at here is that you can view what you want to do based on what you feel comfortable with, right? So mm-hmm. so take the metaverse as you feel comfortable with it. It can be on a flat screen, it can be augmented, and it can be fully immersive. You can do it any flavor of those, right? Or all of them, right? You could do it at different stages. Now, one of the use cases that I've read about for uh, uh, the metaverse or, or omniverse is it's the next generation of virtual meetings. Are, are you all using it in that way internally or is that you're more focused on other aspects of it? Um, so it, it could be that way. I'm personally not focused on that way in, in the traditional sense. So like for instance, when, when I meet with some, some customers or, or even my team, we're immersed in the sense of the, phys- the, the virtual space, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're using the various applications, whether it's, it's Omniverse, you know, uh, app, if you will, or like I like to call it the source of truth, right? So an engineering software or an architecture software, we're connected holistically in real time. And so when we're in a meeting, we're kind of like this, right? We're, we're on right. a Teams call or a Zoom call, and we're just using the audio. What we're physically looking at is that kind of metaverse, if you will, right? It's that mm-hmm. digital building, that digital product, whatever it is, but we're looking at it through the lens of like my eye, right? So if, if I'm the engineer, I'm looking at it through 
that engineering perspective, but mm -hmm. I can see the holistic picture basically. Okay. Okay. Now you, you also used a phrase uh, a minute ago about the uh, industrial metaverse. Mm -hmm. um, when, when, when you say that for me, it conjures up, you know, uh, factories and manufacturing and, and things like that. But you're, you're talking about it in a more broader context than that, correct? Yeah. So w when we think industrial, that is something that we all gear towards, right? It's a factory, right? So is it, is it an auto factory? Is it, is it a warehouse? Is it, um, you know, uh, any sort of manufacturing, right? Bicycles mm -hmm. or anything like that. Um, but it also goes to a little further. Think of it as um, I'm looking at a full city digital twin, right? Or a full building digital twin. And, and when we say a full kind of, kind of digital twin, it's, it's a replication of, of kind of that, silhouette right of the physical mm -hmm. but then when we say the, the the industrial metaverse now you're talking about kind of connecting iot devices if you're in a building or a warehouse and you have robots going around right or automated systems all of those get tied into this industrial metaverse as well so that you can look at things before they're physically built to make mm -hmm. sure they're being trained properly make sure spacing is correct, right? Workspaces are correct. Um, but all of that ties in. So when, when we say industrial metaverse, it's very broad, right? You could even think of it as um, looking at creating, as, as, as our CEO Jensen has brought up, Earth 2, a, a physical digital twin, if you will, of Earth that will have mm -hmm. atmospheric conditions and things like that. Um, and again, I'll, I'll go back to city planning to bring it a little bit more down to scale. But imagine being able to put, you know, you're in a city and I'm saying, okay, I'm going to put these three buildings are going to go up in our city, you know, within this year. What is that going to do to the sight lines, right? What is that going to do to traffic patterns? All of that sort of stuff. So when we say industrial, it, it's a little bit beyond just the warehouse, right? But that's, that is your right. We always kind of gear towards that. Yeah. And I know yesterday we were talking, as I, as I mentioned, about the, 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 architectural engineering construction industry. And uh, years ago, I was CIO for a commercial real estate developer. And it was really the the early days of BIM, building information modeling. And, mm -hmm. and for those listening that may not be familiar with that, in, in general, it's a 3D model uh, of, a, of a building. Talk to me where this has come as we introduce some of the other things like like iot and video and, and and streaming what what has that done for the aec space sure it's 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 a great great question so there's a couple things so so bim is really that that kind of non-geometric data it gets associated with the 3d but it's really about like if if you're talking let's just say a door right and, and that mm -hmm. door has information associated to it so the manufacturer all that kind of stuff like what well, you know where is it coming from cost that sort of stuff so that's one element of it now the industry hasn't quite taken hold of it because you can put the data in but how do i look at the data from another yeah. perspective and so because of that people haven't really kind of you know, said, okay, I'm going to actually enter all that data, right? Because it's time. I have to enter all that data or I have to pull it from somewhere, right? but I can't view it on the back end. So why would I waste the time? Well, now with kind of this industrial version where we can look at things holistically, if you input that data, I can actually look at that data, 
from this kind of metaverse perspective. You can also take it further down into the construction side to help look at, you know, when things are coming, where they're coming from. But mm -hmm. if you connect all this data holistically, right, that, that that underlying foundation USD holds, now I can look at things and imagine I'm in a meeting with the owner, right? And we're going through whatever percentage we're at in the construction and we've hit, we've hit a snag, right? And that snag could be, um, okay, we can't deliver what we were promising from a material standpoint for let's say the entryway to a lobby because the flooring yeah. is, is backordered, right? So we have a couple options. We can change to a different material or different materials, right? And depending on those materials, cost goes up, cost goes down, timing mm -hmm. comes in where means we open on time or we keep what you wanted, but we're going to be delayed by two weeks. Yeah. Now imagine being able to kind of look at that from this industrial metaverse perspective, and I can actually see this lobby and I can look at those changes and I can see what that's going to do to the project timeline, mm -hmm. what that's going to do to the overall cost and kind of pull, pulling all that data in there at once and being able to see that makes a huge change. Now add into the point of, okay, I'm going to add if, again, this building or warehouse has these robots, right? Or has these IOT sensors when kind of the architect and the construction part is done and you go to hand over this thing to an operations, the facilities people that run that building, you now have this kind of fully functioning, living, breathing, I'm going to call it digital twin, right? Mm -hmm. Of this building that is connected to those sensors. So the way I kind of look at it is, Think of it, okay, we opened a new building in 2024. Great. We accounted for X number of users in this space and everything. Well, two years have gone by and suddenly we need to expand, right? right. And we need to add on to the building. Well, how can we do that? What does it do to the existing systems? You know, what, what is it going to do to what's next to us? You, you factor all those things in there. I have this, this version that I can take and add on to and see what is it going to do to my existing systems? What's it going to do for load purposes? Maybe, you know, temperature has changed slightly. So as we're doing this, we need to actually increase some things in our HVAC system, right? Like get a new, more powerful one. Um, we realize that we don't have enough sensors. So as we're doing this, we're going to kind of add some of those extra sensors as well to kind of do more reporting back to us to give us a, a more keen look at what's going on inside the building. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and I, I love the, the, the story of walking through the issue that you were talking about a little bit ago with the owner uh, during construction, because again, going back to that concept that you talked about, uh, view as your com comfortable viewing, um, I can not only see this lobby in my flooring options, I can be in the lobby, right, with the... Yeah you know, the VR headset and, and all that. Uh, it's just a totally different concept than, than we're used to. And then as you, as you move forward and you've got that digital twin uh, of the building, I can revisit the different scenarios that you were describing. Hey, our capacity is vastly different than it was. We need to make some changes. Um, and I, I, can, I can kind of envision that not only am I virtually in the building, but I'm feeling the changes in the HVAC system as these different sensors are kicking on and kicking off. I can feel what it's like in the building. 
I mean, are we that far along yet? We're getting there. We're getting there, right? So IoT sensors are there. There's that's a little different because everybody has their own version of it and different systems that run it. So it's there, but there's a little bit of manual work that has to happen to connect those dots. But yeah. we're on the the precipice of basically making it kind of you know connecting these dots easier so that we can see all that data and and that data does become critical. And I think. That's the key thing when we think of what is the industrial metaverse and, and this, this underlying piece again, USD, is it's data holistically, right? So is that data geometric? Is it, as I call it, metadata, right? 2D data, if you will. Bringing all that data together gives you this true holistic picture that we've never really been able to see before. So I was telling somebody about our, our interview today and in uh, he he posed the question that I thought I'd toss out out to you, George. Is when when are the chips going to bridge the the digital and the physical? In other words, I'm standing in the lobby with that owner, and the owner reaches out and puts his hand on my shoulder, and I feel it. Yeah, that that's that's a little further out because that goes okay, to feedback okay. and things like that. But I think a way we can do things today with, you know, again, take your phone or a tablet, something everybody has. There's things that we call spatial anchors, right? So think of them as QR codes. And you could be in, let's say this is a, a new build, again, factory, whatever it is. And OK, I want to get the exact look of this area. Well, if you have these spatial anchors, you take whatever the device is, and you, you have the camera look at it, it knows where you are in the building and you will be able to kind of come up and see this ability of saying, okay, this is the exact space. This is what we're thinking, right? Mm -hmm. And you can see that in real time and then tie that back to, you know, okay, the owner sees it, but he wants to be able to, something's not right, right? He wants to make a change. He realizes maybe the space isn't big enough or he wants to do something. And within this kind of view, right, of this 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 industrial building, um, he can go and make comments on his iPad if he wants, right? And and then yeah. that feeds back to everybody on the team from the architect to construction, whoever it is to say, you know, we want to make this change, right? And, and if they do it now, it saves on cost versus going too far down the road when you have physical things already in there, like the studs there, maybe the drywall's not on, but the studs are, well, now we got to go take those out, right? And now that's yeah. that's impeding a cost, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think what really struck me in our in our initial conversation was my, my view of the metaverse, um, now granted, probably skewed just because it's, hey, it's me, was it was, it was more like, um, oh, what was the video game, Second Life or Second City or, you know, Second, this yeah. virtual reality world, uh, it was games, right? Yeah. But what, what we started talking about yesterday, George, was all of these use cases that businesses are using today mm -hmm. yes. for this technology. Uh, that I was just geeking out on that uh, yesterday. So what are some of the use cases we've talked about uh, in the AEC space? What are some of the other use cases that you're seeing uh, from your chair in NVIDIA? Yeah, so we, we have some customers. So one is BMW. We've done some stuff on them where they're looking holistically at their factory, right? So end to end of the factory, which means, okay, it's the line where the cars are on. It's the robots mm -hmm. that are moving around on the factory floor. But it's also about the people physically in the space and what is their work around that space? 
how do they kind of interact with the line with the robots how do those interact with the person is it the right stuff right so they're we've done it where they're physically in what we call mocap suits and they're capturing them you know virtually to see how they move around in this this virtual world and is the movement to right right do they need like six more inches of space that sort of thing another one is lockheed martin um about how they're um kind of using omniverse to help um predict how uh when a forest fire happens how does it where does it go right what is that mm-hmm. reactive state and things like that um another one is lowe's they're looking at it from again a digital twin standpoint so i have a store and as an example let's say I'm looking at a shelf, right? And I'm, a, I'm an mm-hmm. employee and there's an empty rack. Well, well, what is that rack or what would fit in that rack? And I could use augmented reality glasses to look and see what's there. I can also time things into that industrial metaverse version of, of Lowe's, right? Where uh-huh. if something is off the pallet, right? Or off the shelf, there's real-time updates saying, hey, we have no more inventory of this, right? Yeah. So do we have inventory in the back? We need to bring it to the front or we're out, right? So kind of tying all that stuff together. Um, another example is um, cellular 5G radio towers, right? Where you take, they'll take a van, right? And they drive around a street and they're looking at how do the cell towers actually hit the van, right? Is there impedance from a building? Is it not penetrating a certain way? Well, typically they're looking at raw data. They can't visualize it. Well, now if they take that data and they bring it into this digital twin, they can actually attach a beam to what that data is and they can see how is that beam hitting from the tower to the truck that's driving around and seeing things. So there's a lot of different applications that can be used for kind of the industrial metaverse and tying this stuff together. I I love those examples. I I especially, uh, when you talk about Lowe's or any, any retailer, I would assume they can also tie in things like uh, customer traffic patterns and, uh, you know, how, how that would impact where they stock things on the, uh, mm-hmm. on the shelves. And um, one of the things when, when I was in uh, CIO for a retailer, we talked about the impact of weather on yes. a retail store. Yep. Um, and the and the patterns. So all of these things can be pulled together um, to to create, I guess, a more realistic universe, right? Yeah. Oh, I'll give you another example. It's real world, right? Just take it even simpler. Um, a grocery store is looking at lighting calculations, right? So the idea is to save money if we change our bulbs to, uh-huh. you know, whatever the bulb is, but we're going to lower the candelas as they call it. Right. So we lower that light value a little bit. Is that light value enough to light the store and have everybody able to read stuff, but making that one change, if it happens, could save the store thousands of dollars a month because they've changed that bulb and yeah. they can actually represent that, you know, in this immersive kind of digital world, right? The, the industrial right. metaverse, and they can run those calculations and see if it's enough before they go do the change. And they can see what that reward is going to be back by making it. To, to me, this is, this is just so fascinating because it's, it's really a lot of technologies coming together. It's technologies that we've been talking about for decades, right? It's, it's, it's IOT sensors. It's, uh, it's 
these these databases or data sources that are aggregated and shared and the culmination of this really is creating the capabilities for these uh, these metaverses or, or or the omniverses and providing real business value you can you can try out strategies uh, as a business on this digital twin and see how it reacts before you actually try it in your business. Do, do you see that it's leading businesses to uh, be more innovative, to experiment more than they may because of the, the risk uh, in, the, in the omniverse is not the same risk in the physical world? Yeah, I think it is. I think um, there are those that are really taking it and grabbing on with it, and I think there are those that are they're kind of understanding it still. But they're so they're not quite pushing the boundaries yet. But they will as they get kind of more entrenched in it and understand what the full capabilities are. But I, again, it's it's hard, right? Because most people think of a way to solve a problem is to go build it and, and do the thing first, right? Mm-hmm. Versus trusting the the digital representation of that. And with all the tools that have been built, you can now do that. And so I think it's just, you know, it's taking that understanding and really trying it and then yeah. ramping up from there, right? Like try one little thing. If that little thing's successful, branch out a little more, right? And then keep branching out, basically. Does a, does a business or, or even more generally an industry uh, have to be bought into being a data-driven business? before any of this really takes hold or makes sense to them? No, you don't have to be data-driven. I mean, if you're data-driven, I think you'll get more out of it quicker, um, but you don't have to do that now. You can take what you have now and start seeing, you know, implications and ramifications based on some movements or again, changing a simple little value like a light, right? What does Mm -hmm. that do? That little thing can save you thousands of dollars on one store. Now replicate that through hundreds of stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, so Nvidia has built this this omniverse, and um, how do how do businesses leverage that? Is it is it a product that Nvidia is selling? A platform that Nvidia is selling? How, how does that work from a, a a business model perspective? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So it is a platform. Um, you do, you know, you, you kind of come to us. We, we do sell it through partners. Um, and it's the, the great thing is we don't control any of the data. You can consume Omniverse how you want it. So is it on all of your local infrastructure? Are you cloud-based? Then you can use it on the cloud too. Or are you both, right? You have some yeah. hardware that's local. You have some stuff in the cloud. The point is you own the platform and you contain the data, right? The data is not coming back to us. You own your own data and you consume it how you want. Um, again, mm-hmm. hybrid approach, full cloud, local. Um, but the great thing is because of the interconnectivity and like we say, the HTML, I can, you know, as, as you get set up, I can take, as we call it, a URL of this mm-hmm. file and I could send it to somebody and you could send them a link and they could open it up in a browser and look at this thing again, immersively, from a screen standpoint and see things that way. And the other great thing is I could send this again to the client via a link or, you know, you could do something more to let them in. And if Mm -hmm. they're on the go, but you need an answer, okay, great. 
I could pull it up on my phone, right? Or I could pull it up on my tablet and I can get an answer within 10 minutes of the owner very quickly. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's, uh, you can consume it how you want it. That's the, the great thing. Well, and, and I mean, that, that prompted a, another question back to our, our discussion earlier. I, I'm making the assumption that if you send that URL, and I'm probably oversimplifying it, to, to five people and we all enter that, that omniverse at the same time, we can see each other in right. the lobby of that building that we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basic representation, you could change it to do something more, but yeah, you yeah. can be in there and see it. So if you are on a call that you need an answer, right? And let's say it's, it's multi-party, the owner and all the consultants, and you're trying to get this answer, as, as a change is made or a suggestion is made, you can see that change in real time and mm-hmm. everybody sees it, right? So everybody's looking at the same thing. And I don't want to keep going back to HTML, but the way to think of it is think of Google Docs, right? Or, yeah. or SharePoint. Yeah. If I'm in a Word doc or I'm in a Google doc and I'm making changes and I'm collaborating with people in real time, they're seeing those edits. Yeah. Same idea yeah. with us with Omniverse. You are collaborating in real time in this kind of industrial metaverse that that is so fascinating so so we started this conversation talking about uh trends for 2023 uh metaverse uh is is one of those a lot of our listeners are uh cios senior it leaders uh that are that are having to think about these things where do you where do you think they should focus in 2023 say they they've they've never they've not done any of this What's kind of the 2023 approach that they should be taking? I think the biggest thing is if you if you don't know about this, I think definitely go to to Nvidia.com, right, and look up various things that we have. Not only in Omniverse, but look at all our customers that are doing things from the different industries. So we have you know videos showing that we have customer blogs. We also have our conference called GTC where customers have given sessions saying, this is why we used Omniverse, right? It helped us solve this problem. So we have a ton of content out there showing this. And I think the other thing is, as you look at this going forward, I think that key thing that I mentioned is, you know, the the kind of that hybrid approach. What does your infrastructure look like, right? How do you plan on consuming things and, and pushing things out to people? Because infrastructure will play a key role as well. Well, and we're all about action here on, on Status Go. We love to leave our listeners with a really strong call to action. And and that may have been it, uh, is yeah. to go out and, and check the, those, uh, the, the content that you have available on NVIDIA.com. Is there anything else that you'd like to add, uh, George, to the, to the call to action for our listeners today? I think the biggest thing is think about how, you know, how could this industrial metaverse change the way you look at your business or help you plan the future, right, of your business as time moves on. And I think we're all learning at a very rapid pace as to how we can modify and I'll say tweak things to enhance, right, our our ROI and just enhance our workflows better. And I think that's the really the the biggest kind of, I would say, call to action from, from my point of view. Um, and then I would end it with, you know, we, we have GTC annually. Um, so our next one is in March, but I think it's a good thing to come look at because we always show customers and, and what's coming, but it's a great place to learn kind of what's coming on the horizon, right? 
That, that's excellent. And to our listeners, I, I highly recommend you, you start by checking out uh, their website. And if GTC is a, is a good option for you, definitely look at that as well. Um, I first got uh, uh, turned on to some of the work that NVIDIA was doing about five years ago with their AI work and uh, the, the platform that they built for, uh, for that, for people to experiment and partner on, on the AI side. I can only imagine uh, what the future holds for this. George, I, I wanna thank you so much for, for carving out time and joining our podcast today. I do really, really appreciate it. I think our, our listeners uh, really gained some great insights into this thing called the metaverse. So thank you. No, I appreciate it, Jeff. Thank you very much. To our listeners, if you have a question or want to learn more, visit intervision.com. The show notes will provide links and contact information, and we'll be sure and include a link to NVIDIA and the, and the, the portions of their site that talk specifically about Metaverse to make it easy for you. You can get right there to it. Uh, I should say Omniverse. This is Jeff Tun for George Matos. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to the Status Go podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or get more information at intervision.com. If you'd like to contribute to the conversation, find Intervision on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Thank you for listening. Until next time.